That's me. And Regina. That's me. Hi. Um, so, yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a hot <laughs> second. <laughs> we're like, we're, like, we're going to be super going to try so hard to get these out sort of timely and then, you know, stuff and things And happen. then the first week of November happened and it was like, <laughs> you know, whatever else is going on in my life can just hold on for, you know, two weeks. <laughs> Totally, yeah. Like, we're just going to hit pause on everything. And now we have to run a small marathon to catch back up. Yeah. But that's, but that's okay. fine. It's fine. It's all good. It's super good. We did it to ourselves. We know how to get out of this mess. <laughs> exactly. Ah, so, so, what are we talking about for this episode? So, we decided that, you know, with 2020 being 2020 and it finally coming to a close towards the end of the year. What better way to let go of what's happened and walk into something new than to talk about cleansing? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So this episode is going to be all about house cleansing. Yes. And and just as a quick side note, just FYI. Give me, give me. So like before Regina showed up at my place today, I was like, I was like walking around, I was like, Oh man, my house is kind of messy. Like I hadn't vacuumed in a couple days, and I've got these kittens that I'm fostering right now. And let me tell you, they are super cute. Guys, but- check out her Instagram <laughs> for some, you know, kitten time. It's it's amazing. But they're a lot of work, and they're very very messy. Um, so you know that's been like a constant battle. So anyway, I was like walking around the house. I'm like, oh man, my floor is dirty, and blah blah blah. So I was like, I really should maybe just actually clean my house before recording a podcast about house cleansing so that I'm at least like practicing what I preach right it was because I was gonna say I was like everything looked great when I got here I don't know what you worried about you cleaned that's the answer (laughs) (laughs) but that's the thing is it's like and well and I do want to get into it a little more later, but cleansing doesn't have to be a big, scary thing. It's something yeah. that you can really easily just incorporate in your daily life or when you're feeling blue or as a part of your cleaning routine to just to just make your space feel more like an extension of yourself. Totally. Absolutely. Um, so why do we encourage people to do a house cleansing? It's it's it seems really simple, but Of course, anything that seems simple has a lot of layers, and the simple answer is because energy is everywhere and in everything, and there's a lot of different kinds of energies, and what you want to allow in your space has to be processed. And however you go about that, cleansing is a really, really good way to do it. It's it's like if you if you go to the grocery store and you bring back a bag that was in the grocery store, who interacted with that bag? What was in that bag that you brought home? What were you thinking about in the car? What were other people feeling in the store? There's all kinds of energies that just can be sticking to your groceries. And you can bring it home and, and maybe you're getting a little bit of a funk and maybe you just picked up something weird somewhere. Totally, it's yeah. Like there's, there's countless things that can 
affect, you know, your mood, your space, how you feel in your space. Well, exactly. And, you know, something that is also super important, I think there's a, a timing thing, too, because, mm-hmm. you know, Regina ta- brought up the, you know, your your ending one year, your you know, starting a new year, whether you're, you know, whether it's the witch year at Samhain or whether it's the regular new year at January. Um, but... Also, what's happening during this particular time of the year, Not, and I'm not talking about just pandemics, I mean, um, you know, because that's happening in this particular year, but I'm talking about <laughs> right. every year at this time of the year, holidays, mm-hmm. and what happens during the holidays. You know, obviously, this year is going to be a little different than previous years. But it's still high energy. It's, it's a different kind of high energy. Exactly. But it's really extreme energy. Yeah, so, like, in normal circumstances... Um, if you're having like, you know, during a normal year when there's not a pandemic and you're having like, say a big giant Thanksgiving dinner or whatever holidays you, um, particularly celebrate this time of year, um, normally you would want to do a house cleansing. I would say both before and after having all of your family and or friends over. (laughs) Completely agree on that. It's, it's, it's preparatory <laughs> and then aftercare <laughs> absolutely yeah because everybody knows i mean we love our families don't of course. get us wrong <laughs> l- 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 much love to our families but at the end of the day it, you're you're bringing a lot of people into your space there are expectations there's a lot of activity absolutely yeah way more activity than you would usually have and maybe some uncle drinks a little too much and starts getting belligerent has an opinion (laughs) (laughs) and then you're like excuse me while i say you (laughs) and that's the thing it there's 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 so much activity that you want to bring back a sense of your normalcy. Totally, yeah. So you're sort of like resetting mm-hmm. your existential foothold. Exactly. <laughs> so when the big reason we, we want to make sure it's like you do that at transition periods is it's also a bit of a mental game to let yourself know it's okay to put this away. It's okay to let this go. This is behind me now. Fresh start. And you're making sure that that fresh start is, you know, it's in yourself, but it's also in the space where you habitate. And that's really important, not only to stronger practice and a better mental state, but, you know, it's just, it generally just feels better. Oh, totally. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was even like, after I walked around the house today, after I tidied, I just like started saying out loud to myself, I was like, the house just feels better. And that's just tidying. That's not even like cleansing. That's just like a normal, everyday, mundane tidying. And that's the thing is it's like this is something that should be really normal. It's something that like if you see a therapist or if, you know, you've ever had a rough time, I guarantee you you've been reminded, make sure to clean up your space because it's a lot easier to feel better once your space is clean. If you kind of let things get bogged down and get really untidy, it can be overwhelming. Totally. And that's, and that's like a good, you know, comparison too. If you take like the concept of like normally cleaning your house, right? And say you don't clean it for X period of time, and, you know, you can physically see the dust bunnies, like, growing in the corners, right? <laughs> um, but take that analogy and apply it to the energy. Exactly. And it's, it's a lot, a lot, a lot of magic is an extension of what the daily life is. Mm-hmm. And 
this is the same thing is it's like if you're exhausted just looking at a pile of paperwork that you've left alone for three weeks (laughs) like imagine how like spiritually and energy wise your body has to feel if you haven't done any care for yourself or your space in those three weeks oh totally and then that's when you start feeling like anxious or like depressed or Mm -hmm. you know whatever whatever negative emotions start coming over absolutely you. It, it amplifies that yeah it's it's and of course you know magic is never a substitute for proper medical care right which we will probably say a million times <laughs> <laughs> any witch worth her salt is always going to admit that that proper medical care should be followed yes but it's it's an extension of that it's it's think think about it as like old medicine you know it's it's making sure that you're properly taken care of. Totally. So we want to we want to make sure to take this time to just remind you take care of yourself, love yourself. It's been a hard year. There's no denying that. Whatever your situation is, you don't need to compare it to anybody else. It's been a hard year, but let's look forward and let's try to kind of clean it up a bit emotionally yeah. and just be ready to go forward. So let's talk a little bit about um Let's transition into, like, like timings. Like, when are we going to do house cleansing? Absolutely. When um, do you like to do it? Well, there's two different types of house cleansings that I like to do. Okay. So, one, and we'll get to techniques in a minute, but I just want to talk about um, when you're going to do the things before we talk about what are the things you're going to do. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so there's, like kind of like daily things that you can do where it's oh, sure. not a big deal it's a super super simple thing um but then i also like to do the big like seasonal things you know when you have a big shift you know like um, i totally agree like i mentioned earlier at the end of the year it's a good time mm-hmm. to do a big shift of a house cleansing you know um not you know for the end of the year and the new year and then also anyone that came over during holidays and so on and so forth yeah um, you know, springtime, of course, you think of spring cleaning. and you Which I that. will be digging into. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's just so much. Oh, my gosh. Seasonal stuff I love doing just because it's like maybe it's, it's honestly a little bit of more like a low pressure ritual in a way. But I and the daily stuff is really good, too. Where it's kind of the same thing as certain things start to fall into your routine. Like, there are things that I will always do when I do a deep clean. Like, every other week, I tend to move furniture so that I can vacuum. Like, you know, push it over a few feet, call it a night. And (laughs) it's like, there will be specific things that I will do after I do these processes to make sure that not only have I physically cleaned everything, but there's that energy level that I want to hit at the same time. Right. So I think that, you know, finding those routines for you... You know, that's really healthy is to figure out, you know, what is a good process for me that makes me feel good? When do I feel the best? And that's kind of nice is you kind of get to experiment with all of these different options because there are so many. Totally. You just experiment with all these different options, figure out what just makes you feel better. It's like this is this is genuine self-care. Right. Yeah, totally. Um, and so so when you do it like um, so you can do like a daily practice that can be super mm-hmm. simple, like you don't have to make it be complicated and have to do a, a number of different steps because mm-hmm. lots of times daily practice can be really, really hard for people. I know some people are very into routines, but people who aren't into routines struggle to do anything daily. <laughs> Hi, um, how you doing? And so the best way to overcome that is to simplify, simplify, simplify. Absolutely. You know, like, and I know, you know, and 
you know, I'm extra. We're all extra. Witches love to We're be extra. extra. We like to make big elaborate rituals. And, you know, and I know some people who can make the most elaborate like hour long, if not hours long, rituals. I could, I can <laughs> crank out some weird stuff when I sit down, or I'm just like, oh my god, this is such a good idea, and I can mix these things and that things. But that stuff does not happen in my daily practice. Oh god, There's no, no way. <laughs> like the things that end up in my daily practice are things that eventually just become so second nature that I do them, and I don't even know what they are anymore. But right. they just feel right. Yeah, and you're not even realizing in the moment that you're doing a cleansing. You exactly. Know? Um, and so, and so there's that. And then, let's, do you have anything that you like to do that's like a daily thing that like helps you cleanse well there is you know i in mine this kind of like ties in when i do the psychic circle but i'd like to do the whole like you know just envisioning light coming from beneath me and flowing up through me and then like going out my head into the universe and then sort of coming back down Mm -hmm. and putting me in like a protective bubble of light you know yeah and that's just sort of like I wouldn't necessarily call that a house cleansing so much as just like a self personal cleansing. cleanse. Which, which does tie into it because a lot of those things can be extended out into your home. Totally. Like for me, I'd say something that I do that's a personal cleansing thing is whenever I'm in the shower, like as it steams up, I will write this word, this sigil that I made forever ago. I don't even know what it stands for anymore. It's changed shape a lot. <laughs> and it's like, but it's like, I can do it in two seconds. I know exactly how I feel afterwards. And it's like, I just close my eyes and just take 30 seconds to just really feel the water mm-hmm. and just let that wash things off. And it's like, just taking that moment to be me. I used to do a full LBRP in the shower. Right. Yeah, that's a lot. I used to do a full <laughs> LBRP in the shower. And that's a lesser <laughs> banishing ritual of the pentagram. And like like Melissa said, it's a lot. Like, that's a solid, like, minimum of two, three, four minutes. Yeah, yeah there's no way I could ever do that every day. <laughs> I used to um, do that almost every day in the shower. But a real simple thing that you can do for a daily sort of... Um, house cleansing thing is so if for people who aren't watching the video right now I just reached behind Regina onto my bookshelf <laughs> and I got a stick of Palo Santo um which I know some people talk about like don't buy Palo Santo anymore because you know we should allow um you know those who use it in their ritualized practice to be able to have it you know readily available right. to them um, I already had a bunch left over, so that's why I still use it. And I, I do think that, you know, always being respectful. If you are going to get something that you know has any specific cultural ties, just just be thoughtful and try to buy from that community. Right. Like, you know, don't go down to, you know, World Market and Whole get foods. like a three-pack of, you know, <laughs> sage bundles. It's like, right. you know, do, do a quick Google online for just like... Yeah, you know, make sure it's ethically sourced. Exactly. Make sure you're giving back to the community that is providing it. Exactly. You know, it's just that's just the nice way to do it. Um, but and so, if you have it and you have it as a gift, you know, it's okay. Right, that's all right. And so what I do is, you know, I I literally just leave a stick of Palo Santo right at the entrance to this particular room with um, a. Uh, what call it? A lighter next to it. <laughs> I'm like looking at the lighter, this going thing. Stick of light, fire. stick of fire. <laughs> I have stick. I have fire. Guys, this Make is what you should lense in. <laughs> Guys, this is why you should watch the videos. Sometimes I get a little blast. primitive. Don't say <laughs> me. But yeah, no, it's it's having things that are just right there where you can utilize them is a really good move. Like I know. 
Um, if you've ever been in a position where maybe you're living with people that you don't get along with, <laughs> you know, you, you've got some ways to go about that. And I know that like for me, a big thing that I did is I took uh, hematite chunks and selenite chunks and I put them over my doorframe. And I, every time I go through my room and I clean, I recharge them just with the intention of, you know, this is my space. This is my safe space. And it's, it's, when I do it really well, when I go real deep into it, it's like the energy difference just from the hallway to my space is vastly different. Oh, totally. Yeah, completely. Like this room that we're sitting in right now, which is American Witch 13's headquarters. Oh, yeah. (laughs) HQ, boys and girls. Come party. Um... (laughs) But yeah, so like this whole room is wicked warded. I mean, oh, I it's, it's crazy. So, you know, and it's and it's interesting too like I notice sometimes when people come over they can't come into this room. Like they're just really? like strangely repelled by it and I and I make a mental note. And then I also make a mental note of the people who can just walk right in with no problem. Do you do how was I the first time? Oh, you just walked right in. I with was no good. Problem. Okay, yeah. just just double checking. Just making sure I'm on the list. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you who can't come in here. <laughs> That's a, that's a secret. Behind the scenes footage. <laughs> guys, guys, Not my even. ex. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Now I think is a really good time to segue into various techniques that we can use for house cleansing. Absolutely. Techniques and tools. What do we got? Exactly. So one of the big ones for me is, of course, smoke cleansing. Yes. Which, um, in, you know, was, tradi- was traditionally in the past called smudging. We don't use that term anymore because we right. want to be politically correct. If you don't know, little, little footnote, if you don't know, the smudging is an actual ceremony. It is an indigenous spiritual like purposeful practice so to call any smoke cleansing smudging is kind of disrespectful so that's why you'll hear people specifically say smoke cleansing now because you can use all kinds of different herbs you can use all kinds of different techniques and it doesn't inherently have a ritualistic tone to it exactly yes we're thoughtful here at american witch 13 (laughs) exactly (laughs) thank you for explaining that but Um, melissa makes amazing lavender bundles and we've talked about before how you kind of got into all the lavender stuff so you know, I'm sure our listeners have at least a faint idea that, you know, smoke cleansing is a big go-to for you. Oh, totally. Yeah. And, you know, and I when I first started out with smoke cleansing, of course, I always used sage because right. when I, you know, when I was a baby witch or a beginner witch, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, I didn't know any better. I didn't know. Right. That's what I had heard everybody used. Mm-hmm. So that's what I used. And I think a lot of people have done that. A lot of people still do that. And I think that's okay. Like, I never want to, like judge anybody for what they're doing or like make anyone feel bad but there's also like a level of raising awareness as well exactly absolutely we're not here we're not here to judge we're here to educate exactly so um so you know the thing about sage and i'm going to get to sage specifically later on when we talk about our witch tips which i don't want to spoil yet um but that's where i started when it came to the smoke thing and um then as i started to get more into studying mediumship and seances and things like that that's when I started to learn just how much 
um, Sage can sort of like obliterate all entities from a space. Right. And so then it became like, okay, well, what can I do instead? And so there's a whole bunch of different, pro- like you could still use Sage and I'll, I'll talk about that again later um, where you can use it with other products, but I like yes. to streamline things. So I just want to use one freaking thing, you know, like, <laughs> I don't so have, what's your one freaking thing? Melissa? Well, that's the lavender. <laughs> and, and so, you know, and when I was trying to figure that one thing out, like I experimented with a lot of different things. And so this is part of what I wanted to share, like with this particular process is when you first start out, um, and this applies to all of witchcraft, but I'm mm-hmm. going to apply it very specifically to smoke cleansing. When you first start out, you might not know what to do. So you read about it or you mimic other people because you you know you're learning. Absolutely. And so so it's that's like, when I use sage, yeah. right? And then you get to a point where you're like you maybe you you know you dive a little deeper and you you know learn things about well maybe why I shouldn't use sage or what have you. Right. And then you say, "Okay, well what do I use instead?" Mm-hmm. And then that's a good opportunity to say, "Okay, well let me experiment." So then you look up like, "Well, what else has a similar property to that. So, like, yeah. you know, I went out and I got juniper and I got cedar and I Ooh. got, um, you know, miscellaneous other things like this, lemongrass and things this like is that. The, this is the side bonus to doing cleansing is your space is probably going to smell really good when oh, you're done, by the way. super good. Just so you know. <laughs> but, you know, I tried all these things that different people recommended and I couldn't, like, It didn't connect. connect. Yeah, I just yeah. didn't, I didn't, you know, whether, you know, maybe something I didn't like the smell of and, like, if you don't like the smell of it, you're not going to want to use it. No. You know? And then I, um, I got some lavender and I burned that, and I was like, oh, now this is rather tasty. Mm. So I was like, well, let me take a deep dive. And as I looked into the history of it and how it was used in, like, you know, um, early France and Italy and places like that. Right. Um, but there, it had these properties to it where it had a similar property of sage insofar as it would magically cleanse your space. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Also, it it didn't obliterate the space. It wasn't like bleach. <laughs> yeah, it's, there are certain. It, it's called scouring. It's you know like like scrubbing really hard. The ter- so it takes that terminology. Uh, there are there are more than one herb that does it. So you know we've mentioned it before. Double check what your stuff does when you, when something has scouring properties. It basically removes the good and the bad, right. which means that when you're done, you got to reset all your stuff. It can be good for these seasonal changes like we're talking about. Totally. So if you're coming out of a year, you're coming into a season or whatever, if you want to go through and then scour and then reset all of, you know, your wards and your protections and your tools, that's a really great time to do it. But if it's weekly or daily, that's a lot of extra work. (laughs) Right. And so, you know, what I discovered also with lavender was that – as I took this deep dive to figure right. out, you know, because it's like, because that's the thing. Like, you you try all these different things. You, it's like, I don't like that. I don't like that. And then you try one thing and you're like, ooh, I do like this. Let me educate myself on this. Like, why am I drawn to this? You know? Absolutely. Because things, oftentimes, you'll discover that you don't like things for just random reasons. And I think that's a big part of being intuitive in your practice is it's it's, like I mentioned, like, 
oh, I'm going to do an LBRP in the shower every day because I know the rules for it. I know the structure for it. It's like the more stuff you do, you're going to see what clicks with you and you're going to see what you're comfortable with. You're going to see what makes you feel good. And it's those are the things that you're going to slowly start to condense down and do your deep dives on. Right. And so then I was like, okay, so what else? And then I saw lavender actually also attracts spirits. Yes. And I was like, wait a minute. Why isn't every single person who does any kind of mediumship or seance or any of this stuff, why why would they ever pick up sage in a billion trillion years? Because, yes, I want my space to be cleansed of negative energy. Absolutely. But I don't want to, like, cleanse out grandma. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> and, and, and and just so that we don't scare anybody who is using sage. It's yeah. not like it's it's not like anything is permanent. No, no. no. You know, it, it's... It, but it will kind of barrier spirits or entities or energies out yes. for a good while. For a period of time. And, but yeah. that's, and that's where it comes to, like, once that starts to settle down, that's when you would be vulnerable if you didn't reset stuff. Yes, So totally. it's, there's a lot. That's why we're going to have to, like, you Yeah, know. there's a lot. Um, so anyway, so... But that's why there are a lot of tools and options. Right. So anyway, so that's smoke <laughs> cleansing. Um, and then another another thing that I started to experiment with... Um, after the smoke cleansing, mm-hmm. because like, so, and, and, and it's kind of funny because everything like comes back to seances, right? So, Doesn't it just? <laughs> so there's also, you can cleanse your space with sound. Yes. I love this. I know, um, what I like to do if I'm going to use sound is I'm, I'm a very musical person. So what I like to do is I just kind of give myself a feel for the space and I just kind of intone. I just, you know, make a noise and then I just alter the pitch until it feels like it's resonating within the space. And I just take my walk around and I just make noise until I feel like it's situated and then I just let it stop when it's supposed to stop. So how do you make the noise? I ooh, <laughs> I like to, um, I kind of like to do like oohs, ahs, very vowel-y sounds, very open sounds so that the sound can travel. Um the more open your mouth is, the more vibrational waves can go out. That's just factual. So, you know, a good, like a closed O sound is going to keep it too tight. But like a big, like an O, which is surprisingly low for me. I'm surprised that's the sound that came out. But that's the sound, (laughs) that's the sound that I get for this room where it's like, it's like a very warm, rounded tone. It's like, that's what I'll just do. And I'll just resonate at that and just you know bring it through the space and just and you can even like the nice thing about doing it with my own body is I can feel it in my body and I can feel you're like the, the warmth and I can feel the weight of it and it's it's exactly I can feel those vibrations and it's that's how I like to do it and it's very personal for me that doesn't mean I don't want a sound bowl which I see you have right there <laughs> yeah and I was gonna say if you don't have a beautiful voice like Regina and don't want to go around singing and maybe scaring your neighbors like because I know I would be scaring my neighbors with my singing voice um <laughs> Other things that you can do are, um, so, well, you mentioned the singing bowl, so let me pick that up. Yes, you. she's got a gorgeous singing bowl that I'm insanely jealous of. Right, so, like, if you're watching on the video, I'm going to show the singing bowl. Um, I bought this singing bowl in Casadega, Florida, so it is filled with spirit, let <laughs> me tell you. Um So one thing you can do is just get your singing bowl going and you can walk around your space 
and just feel just he, listen to the tone. It's just it's it's like you get it like right up in like the neck and the shoulders and the heart. The heart, huge, yeah. And as you walk around your space, you know, like keep ringing it and like hold it into the corners, you know, and hold it and and notice, listen to the sound, mm-hmm. because. What the singing bowl can really do, what's super good at, is sort of reading the energy in the in the room. And so as you're like letting it sing and like moving it around, if you get to a space and it's and the tone starts to get a little funky, then you've like hit a pocket of funny, funky energy. Absolutely. And so that's it's kind of like almost a diagnostic tool. In and a it's way. so interesting because just from a scientific standpoint, the amount of things that can interfere with sound waves are vast. And there's all kinds of different types of energies that do do that. So just sitting there when something feels off and re-resonating and re-resonating until there's clarity is just helping break that down and remove that. Totally. Um, now, another thing that you can use to, to clear a space... Well, now the singing bowl, the singing bowl is more like a um, diagnostic tool, right? Absolutely. But but because it also is a pretty sound, you can kind of use it as both diagnostic but then also corrective. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you just want to go into a space and like freaking blast it with clear, <laughs> clarifying energy, one of my favorites. This one's like not as clear as like. That's better. That's yeah, you, better. that one likes a light touch. Yeah, that one likes a light touch. But I, I love a good bell. I, I'm one of those people who's probably gonna have a collection of them at some point. <laughs> I know. I need to get a bell. This is like a little bell. It's, it's such a good, just, it's such a clear tone. And that's the thing with the bells is it's just this crisp, clear, clean energy that just resonates through your space. Just. And here's another one. This is old. This is a really old bell. Yeah. You can, you can see them if you come with. <laughs> and then another it's thing. Show and tell today. What are these? This is like a symbol, right? So then, and then this mm-hmm. you can also use for a totally similar effect. Oh, that is great. And you can do that since it's two-handed. Mm-hmm. What she's holding are, are two very small separate symbols and clicking them together. And you can kind of take them in both hands and bring them near and far. That's a totally. nice one. And this like one that. actually you can also use. You could technically also use this one probably in an energy healing session as oh, well. Oh, I'm sure. I could. I can see that just going over a body. Totally, no yeah. And, and then the last one for the sound that I wanted to share is a tuning fork. I love these so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, at the beginning of the pandemic, I was studying, I was in the midst of studying Reiki and I wanted to begin my practice and then, um, you know, that happened. And now it's really not a good idea to touch a bunch of random people at all hours of the, you know, day. It's, it's. Darn it. It's me. But I love touching people at all hours of the day and night. (laughs) I walked into that one, didn't I? You set me right up. It was great. I know. But yes, um, it, it, something like that. That's gonna that's gonna put a pause to practicing your Reiki. Exactly. If you, if you don't know, in order to move up your levels of Reiki, you have to you have to kind of write down how many people you've practiced on. You and need you, a minimum. And you amount. have to yeah, you have to ra- like actually practice on people. Mm-hmm. So um, so, so then I was like, well, let me start studying other things that I can other modalities that approach. I can use for <laughs> energy healing. Um, and I discovered tuning forks, and so here's one. Don't you just love it? This one's called the Crystal Tuning Fork. It's uh, 
4096, I guess, is the frequency. Yeah, that's just over an A. And, oh, is that what that that's is? That's just I over love an that A. She knows this. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I love it. And like, what this really super high pitched tone will do, it will just instantly clear a room. I can even feel it just doing it. I right know. Now. It's literally like, it's literally like my. And every single one of these items has had a different feel. Mm-hmm. This one is very much just like a like almost like just barely dipping into a bath that has a lot of oil in it. It's yes, like, it's like it just coats your skin in this really clean crystalline, just like beautiful energy. And I, I. Someday we'll have a beautiful set of tuning forks, and I will do a deep dive on sound therapies and energies. Oh my and I am she's gonna be good at it. Oh, <laughs> I love them so much, and the fact that she got some during this pandemic every time she's brought them out has just been like Christmas for me. I'm just like, yes, forgot the tuning forks. <laughs> like, sound is such an amazing way to cleanse a space. Totally, I love it. Now, now these are like you know these are. Not everybody has to go and buy all this stuff. But these are just things that I've, you know, I've collected because of, you know, curiosity and, you know, periodically. Just doing it, you know, as you practice over time, you'll start to collect more things. You do not have to go out and buy everything to have a practice. Yeah, exactly. Which These things will come to you over time. So so I'm going to give you another sound thing that you can do. Um, as part of a house cleansing yeah so you know these are instruments and whatnot that I've collected but again like you don't have to buy all this stuff you can literally get like a pot and a pan you know and you can can get like a wooden spoon and a pan and just bang a a freaking pan and like walk through your house and it will even though it doesn't sound beautiful just the clanging noise will clear the space out yeah i've heard about that as like kind of old wives tales like chase out the spirits type mentality and that's the thing is it's like you will always find something that you can do yeah it's like that's where another thing i like to do is kind of unless you have any more sound-based tools another thing i like to do that's kind of simple because most people have at least a handful is using crystals Totally. I mentioned it earlier. It's like having the selenite and the hematite where I needed them to create a block because selenite is a purifier. It is a derivative of salt, which is why you don't get it wet. Um, and, <laughs> and which, as we know, I learned the hard way. Um, it's a derivative <laughs> of salt. And so it's really good at purification, whereas hematite is a very strong guarding, blocking type energy. So when you pair them together, you create this almost like a shield over your space on this entryway that's like anything that's coming in here is is guarded against and it's cleansed mm-hmm. and it's that that's the kind of thing where it's like you can think about where you're strategically putting stones and how you cleanse them it's like i love to do moonlight i love to do water i love to use selenite to also cleanse my other crystals and then you know i'll just sit down and what i really like is i'll also tend to pair that with candles mm. i'll get i have um hanging jars that are all different colors for each uh quarter Nice. And I'll light them up and it's like I'll just sit there with the right crystal that I need for that time and I will just let that energy work through me and work through my space. That's and that awesome. that makes a really good transition where it's like it's like you probably have a chunk of amethyst or citrine or or quartz. I guarantee you 99% of you probably have a piece of quartz somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, just sitting down. But there are other things. It's like Melissa has mentioned iron. There's a ton of things yep. around your house where it's like grab a piece of metal, you know, grab a cup of water. Mm-hmm. Um, a great thing is 
put a little salt in water and you can spread it on things. Be really careful with this though because salt can wear on things like paint. But yeah, there's so many options. So speaking of putting things in water, um, the last time that I went to New Orleans, I was talking to um, someone at Marie Laveau's House of Voodoo and they shared with me one thing that you can do for a house cleansing is to mix some red brick dust into your regular water that you would, like, mop your floor with. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. Water is a great cleanser. There's a lot of options. There's a lot of things you can mix and make. I hadn't heard that one before, and I really like it. And also, water also is is not just a cleanser, but it's also, it's, it, it's um, sort of, like, I don't know, trans, it, I don't know what the word would be, but transformation. It, it's not transformation. I, I was thinking transformation, but it's, it's more like it amplifies, I guess amplifies the way okay. it So any substance that you then put in water, water will amplify that. Yes, So that's you right. can just put literally like a half a teaspoon of red brick dust mm-hmm. into, you know, your your bucket oh whatever you use, <laughs> pine salt, whatever you're using to like mop your floor with, um... And, you know, and the water and whatever, it'll it'll help, like, so that entire bucket then becomes magical. Absolutely. And, that, and that's what we're talking about, where it's, like, incorporate into the things you do. Do you already clean every week, every other week? Right. You know, what I like to do after I clean is I'll light a stick of incense and I'll kind of, I like to smoke cleanse with incense. And I'll just take it around and kind of just like we were talking about, a big thing you want to do with cleansing is it, do you kind of want to transition into technique a little bit where it's like what I like to do is that same thing you were talking about with the singing bowl where it's like when you kind of feel that little bit of stickiness, that little bit of pushback, that little bit of something doesn't feel totally what I want it to feel like right here. It's like take that second, work with it. It's like yeah. I, I'll go around with my incense and it's like maybe I stop and spend a few extra seconds in this corner. I go around this picture frame a few times. Totally. There's all kinds of things that you'll just get that feel for. Yeah. Another another thing that you can use is, um, you know, in, in the vein of aromatherapy. Is, oh, I love um, that. Is like essential oils. Mm-hmm. You know, so like let's, let's say, for example, you know, I like smoke cleansing, but let's say my allergies are like acting up on a particular Absolutely. day. Or let's say I have someone over who, you know, can't handle smoke. Right. Um, so instead, you can just, you know, instead of, burning my dry lavender at that particular time instead I would go and get my lavender essential oil and put it in like a little spritzy bottle and just around you know what I like to do with essential oils is and and this is a a tip for all you office workers out there uh (laughs) on my in my usual day job um what I'll do is my work is okay with me having a little small humidifier where I work so what I'll do is I took some essential oils to work and how I will, my daily routine when I'll get to work, it's like I'll start up my little humidifier and I'll put just a few drops, like two or three drops. Be really careful. I've definitely had, I've definitely, when I was first getting used to it, had people come over and be like, what smells so good? And I'm like, I need to use less. Right. I don't want to bother other people. (laughs) Oopsies. But I've never, I've never had any complaints. Um, You know, always just, just make sure people are comfortable with it. But it's like, if I go in and I'm like, I am feeling so tired today I am exhausted I don't have any energy I feel funky I'll go in and I'll do like one drop of lavender and two drops of lemon oh that's awesome and then I'll just turn on my humidifier and I'll let that just fill up my space perfect so it's sort of like a house cleansing and a workspace exactly and you can you can do that at work you can do that you should do that at home for sure let me just say you should do that at home because 
uh, putting essential oils in a humidifier or even an oil burner, like with a tea candle, it just it smells so stinking good. It, it is super. It is super good. And if you, and if for whatever reason you can't burn things, um, even if uh, uh, insofar as oil is concerned, yeah, um, you can buy at any witchy shop or botanical mm-hmm. botanica. Um, you know, Florida water. Because that's another yep. thing that you can use to cleanse your house. Just spritz Every it around. Every cold shop, I guarantee you. Rose water. Nine is out another of ten one. are gonna have rose water, or Florida water. Yeah, totally. Um, so I, th- I feel like that is a lot of techniques that we've. That's covered. a lot of techniques, um, and and I guarantee you guys, there is more. Like, look into this. Figure out what sounds interesting to you. Explore. Try new things. Let us know what you're exploring. We'd love to hear about them. Which tips? your space because sometimes we do want Mm -hmm. the Clorox bleach of smoke cleansing. Yes. Um, It is super duper good to follow that with something like rose water or Florida because Mm -hmm. as we mentioned before because sage scours your space of all energy good and bad um, it kind of leaves you totally open and susceptible to any old energy that is floating out there or entity that's floating out there to whoop, come down into your space. Yeah. Um, so immediately after saging, you would take rose water or Florida water, if, you know, whatever you prefer, and just spritz it around in the same places where you would have just saged. Um, and what that does is it fills the space with some like a positive fragrance that attracts very specifically positive energy and positive entities and repels negative energies and entities. Yeah, that's really, really important. Um, there's leaving yourself open to stuff is almost just as bad as letting yourself be bogged down. Totally. It's like if you go to hang out with somebody and you're feeling off that day, you know, you'll feel just as bad as if you go to hang out with somebody and they brought a friend along with them who keeps like nitpicking at you about stuff and you let them get to you. It's like, you're going to feel junk either way. You got to take care of yourself. Right. And so what's your, that goes into my witch tip, which is, Consider your home and your space an extension of your physical being, your physical and mental and spiritual being. Treat your space as if you would treat yourself. You know, you meditate, you, you know, maybe you talk to somebody, maybe you have a routine that makes you feel better, maybe you have that cup of coffee every morning or tea before bed, or you have a routine of some kind, even if it's really small, that's taking care of yourself. Treat your space as if it's an extension of yourself because you'll feel better than when you're in that space. It's really important not just to see items as items. It's a part of you. It's a part of what's important to you because if it's there, you put it there for a reason. So just be thoughtful of if I want to feel good, I want my space to feel good as well. And it's just making sure that's that's why we do what we do is at the end of the day, it's about empowering yourself. It's about being your best self. So take care of yourself. Take care of your space. Cleanse. 
Exactly. And speaking of, I just realized I forgot one technique that I, and it's my favorite technique, and I totally forgot it because I get all distracted with the smoke cleansing. So I have oh to add one more house cleansing technique. Just <laughs> and um, that extra little house cleansing technique is using a broom. How did I forget the broom? <laughs> it's like the most important you one. You love using the broom. How did we forget the broom? Right. So the broom. So as you know, of course, a broom represents a many different things in the witchcraft community. Um, one of the things that it represents is um, a shamanic journey, which is mm-hmm. a whole other discussion and not what we're going to talk the about right now. The has a lot of symbology with witchcraft of a lot of different cultures, and we can't cover that in five minutes. Right. Um, <laughs> but, so, but, but obviously a broom represents cleaning, you know. And um, one thing that you can do is you can take your broom and you can take the handle of it and in your space, go to every wall and every you know in every direction, and you pound on the the wall with the handle of your broom, and you basically like claim your space. This would be kind of like what you would do after cleansing, right? Yeah. So you'd cleanse it, and then you would be like, "I claim this space as mine. This is my mm-hmm. space. Um, nothing is permitted in this space without." Right. Uh, my say so basically you know it's almost like a it's almost like one of those things that you can do as a transition between cleansing and rewarding exactly totally like, yeah it's, it's, it's really kind of like it. an in-betweeny yeah and and you can also use the broom as um so that's like a warding part of it but you can also use the broom to like um cleanse the space as well yeah, where I'm, you just you, you, it's like a symbolic sweep yeah i know i know i've definitely heard about some people who keep like a cinnamon broom specifically, like, at the end of a really good cleanse, they'll, like, do one last... Like, they don't expect it to do the work of cleaning. Right. But they'll just do, like, a sort of ceremonial sweep through the space, like, just for that action of moving the energy out. It's like exactly. you physically move out the dust or whatever's on your floor, and then you go in with the cinnamon broom and you follow out the energy with it. Totally. And exactly. that's a big thing is it's, like, think about where you're sweeping it out. It's, like... I, I know one thing that somebody told me was, like, always think about moving whatever you keep your Ultron and cleaning underneath that. Oh, yeah, because you get that, clear that energy out mm-hmm. as well. There's, oh, there's oh, all really? kinds of things, guys. I'm telling you, we really don't have enough time to talk about cleansing. <laughs> we don't. You could give us all the time in the world, and we still wouldn't have enough time to talk about cleansing. But there's I think, we, so I think we got a lot, though. We got a lot. We, we did, and I really hope, again, if you've got any questions, if you find anything interesting, if you've got any thoughts on it, just hit us up. Like and speaking of questions... Speak Speaking of, questions. This question comes from Blacker Magic, and she's one of my favorite followers, I have to just say, oh, as a little side note. Shout out! <laughs> How you doing? Um, so, Blacker Magic says, greetings. How do you feel ego plays into witchcraft and intention? <gasps> You're bringing in psychology. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Well, what do you what do you think? I mean, I, let's, if, if, this is we wanted to make sure to leave room for this because it's kind of big. Yeah, big question. Let's start with kind of just defining what ego is. <laughs> well, exactly, and that's the that's I feel like kind of an interesting thing right there. See, I get really tripped up with this stuff because with As specifically you probably ego should because you're not a psychologist, right? And 
a lot of different psychologists have a lot of different opinions on this. Exactly. And I and I feel like you have to kind of, def- yeah, you have to define, first of all, what do I mean by ego? Now, um, you know, there's a very clinical definition of just your sense of self. Yeah. You know, just ego is, you know, I am Melissa. You know? I am Regina. Right. That, that, ego that can be, be I ego. am a witch. I am a psychic. You know, it's like these mm-hmm. are the labels that we... These are the stories that we tell ourselves, you know, yes. ego, who am I, what am I kind of a thing. Um, so I think that's one thing. Now, that in and of itself is fairly neutral. Yeah. I don't see that as either a good nor but bad. But there are certain schools of thought that would argue about the specificity of how does ego play into the other parts of the mind and where do things connect with things? And it's like, do you start bringing in the id and the super ego and all this stuff? It gets... Right. Busy, but that's why we're here to tone it down. <laughs> I think that when when average people, average witches specifically talk about ego, what you're talking about is the way your mind connects with reality. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I, oh, I think totally. that's pretty solid. Yeah. And if you think about it like that, then what you have to consider is, okay, well, then what aspect does my own manifestation connection with reality do with my magic? And that kind of takes you down two different branches of thought. The one I want to focus on is manifesting that into your magic. You want to have the right amount. We've talked about it before. Intention, intention, intention. It's very important. Mm -hmm. And kind of buying into what you're doing and giving it that push you need a little bit of ego to do that. You have to believe totally. that it's like what I'm about to do, what I have made, what I have done is going to manifest. It's going to come into my life. Right. Now, of course, there's the flip side to that coin, which is path two, which I think you have a lot to say on, mm-hmm. which kind of gets into how much ego is too much ego. Well, because then you get into egotistical, you know, yes. and, and that and therein lies the rub. So there's this like fine line of you know, to thine own self be true. You have to have enough of an ego to know who you are, you know what I mean, to be aware Mm -hmm. of yourself because, you know, and then, but you don't want to be egotistical, right? And so there's this line of like going inside of yourself and saying, well, who am I and what is it that I truly actually want Mm -hmm. and what, and what's driving me, you know, and what is my moral compass? Like what's guiding me, you know? And So that's part of it. But then I think there's another part of it, too, where, yes, you have to be, you know, the to thine own self be true part. But Mm -hmm. you don't want to kind of fall into the believing your own hype part. You don't want to take it so far that, you know, you're selling your own bullshit. Totally. It's like... Like I am, you know, like I am Queen Hell, Mighty Witch, and exactly. also be worship at my feet. <laughs> or you know, or you know, I pulled these cards for you, so I guarantee it's like you want to have a baby. I guarantee you, within like five weeks, you're going to be pregnant. It's like that's that's a lot. You that's not within the realm of reality, right? And and not only that, it's like there's consequences to just behaving like that. Because like mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, as a person. Like, behave decently. And also, and also, I think it comes down to who do you serve. Exactly. You know, if, like, because if you're just serving yourself, then that kind of falls into, like, I think, kind of a, and, well, see, that gets tricky, too, because. This is why it's a big conversation. <laughs> it's a big conversation because. It's because. If you're just if you're just self-serving, mm-hmm. you know, if all of your magic is only to serve yourself, 
then I feel like that can be a dangerous aspect of ego where, you know, you're sort of leaving out community. You're not serving a higher self or you're not serving your community. You're only serving... I mean, and it's and that's fine. I'm not saying that there's anything Absolutely wrong with not. that path. I, I completely agree with you, but I think we both know that there are specific practices that would disagree with that statement inherently. Right. There are specific practices like, like, for example, and not to speak for the practice, but only to recount what I've spoken about with people. I've spoken to Wiccans mm-hmm. who have been very clear that the practice that they that they uh, use very specifically discourages them from practicing for other people, that they should only practice for themselves because it's intrusive to practice for somebody else. Right. Or I know Satanists who believe that practicing for yourself is akin to worshiping um, God, where it's like, that's what you should be doing. You should be elevating yourself. Right. So there's so many fine details where... What do you believe? Well, and then that, then that becomes, though, if you are doing magic to serve yourself, in what capacity are, ser- are you serving yourself? Because if, say, you're doing magic just to, you know, drench yourself in jewels and riches and who cares about exactly. your fellow man who is starving outside your window. I mean, hey, again, to each their own. If that's, if that's the practice that you, if that's the path mm-hmm. that you want to take, hey, Go get on with your bad self. But my mindset would more be that, like, if I wanted to do something that was self-serving, it would be to empower me to Ex- do more. Exactly. And it, then that becomes serving your higher self, exactly. which I think then falls into more of a, um, I don't know, positive, higher magic kind of a yeah. realm. It's, but that's where it's like... All of this discussion has come from the single question of where does ego play into this? Right. And it's not an easy answer. And the boiled, boiled, boiled down version is going to just have to be that you have to be comfortable in yourself, confident in your magic without being so much so that it goes into the realm of narcissism or egotistical or self-centeredness. Right. You have to be aware of yourself as a person and a practitioner, but also self-aware enough to know that you're still a person right and what is the realm of reality and responsibility and right just and i think and i think the thing too you know they say with power comes great responsibility exactly right and and i think the thing about with 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 magic and witchcraft when you start going down this path you know in the beginning you know you might it might be like with thoughts of um oh you know i'm gonna do a a, an attraction spell to get someone to fall over the air i'm gonna Mm. do a a spell to get money or what have you next time on the circle cast (laughs) exactly um but but then like later on like you you as you sort of grow and evolve as as a witch you, you start to get into a realm of like well i don't need to do that sort of base level magic now i want to do i want to like you know heal the earth and i want to mm-hmm. heal humanity and or the animals or whatever and you still need ego to do that you, you do. have to have that confidence in your practice to be what i am doing is making an impact what i am doing is going to change something what i am doing is going to take because but yeah because the point of witchcraft is to sort of take so you have free will right and you see like um, and, the, and but yeah, also we have destiny. So we have this like weird thing of like, well, what is witchcraft? You know, it's like taking the reins of fate and steering them yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and it's saying, hey, you know, this is the path that's been laid out for, before me, but I want to do this other thing. But then there becomes a, a, well, what is the, like, what's driving you to the other thing, you know, Absolutely. like, and are you, you know, where is it coming from? 
Um, you know, like, because that can play into ego as well. You know, for example, like I moved out to Los Angeles to be a screenwriter, you know, right. and like I worshipped Oliver Stone and like Martin Scorsese and people like that and like wanted to be these people. And I had a lot of doors closed in my face, you know, and or I'd have a door like partially open and then something oh. weird would go would happen and the, and the deal would fall through and. And, you know, thankfully, I've since met some wonderful people who are super encouraging in that arena. But ironically, I didn't meet those people until I started to embrace witchcraft and mediumship and the psychic abilities and stuff. And for most of my life, I, even though I did all these things, I wouldn't label myself that. It's like the story I told myself, my ego told myself, I want to be a rich and famous screenwriter. And this witchy stuff I do <laughs> is just like this like fun, weird little hobby that is my secret and nobody will ever know, <laughs> you know, and like my, you know, playing with Ouija boards or whatever. And, and then it's like, at some point, like, Things started to shift and I started to, sh I had a crisis of identity mm -hmm. that I, you know, I, I realized I, a few years ago that I was labeling myself and identifying myself based on a society and how other people, uh, what other people wanted of me. You yeah. know what I mean? We want Melissa to go and get this type of job and make this kind of money and right. oh gosh, you shouldn't be a witch kind of a thing. Um, and when I had my crisis of identity, I realized that I had been extremely egotistical my whole freaking life. Mm -hmm. I really had been, you know, very self-centered, very conceited, and still am. I mean, totally, just being honest. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, and it's something that I have to struggle with every day. Do you know what I mean? And I, I do. I do know what you mean. I kind of come from the opposite not not the opposite end in that, you know, oh, Melissa bad. Regina's doing bad. <laughs> but in the opposite end of kind of the inverse extreme where it's like I had zero confidence I had zero sense of self I didn't know what I wanted for myself and it took me a really long it took me longer than it should have to be like <laughs> why aren't I taking care of myself why right. don't my wants and needs matter compared to other people why do I always go on the back burner first hmm. and starting to take those steps to come into the ego to be like you need to have a you need to take care of yourself to the certain extent that you have to decide that you matter and put yourself as a priority. Right. Yeah. You had to, you had to embrace ego. Mm -hmm. You had to probably ha go through a I'm crisis. I'm still working <laughs> on it. I'm still working on it. Doing this podcast and working with you is a big part of that process and realizing that like, I care about this. I care about learning about this. And it's what I want. Right. And I should be allowed to do it. Exactly. And that's, and that's a huge thing is like quieting all the voices that have told you who you're supposed mm -hmm. to be. And then, you know taking that moment to go into sort of a meditative state and say, okay, well, who, who was I actually, who was the center of my world? Who am I actually serving? Mm -hmm. And it's not egotistical to put yourself at the center of your world. Mm -hmm. That's self-care. Exactly. But at the expense of other people, then that crosses into. Mm -hmm. That's self-centered. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, it's like a tricky thing. And like, for me, I had to have this whole crisis of identity where everything that I used to define myself, I had to completely strip away. Wow. So I went completely to the opposite end where I became egoless. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and I felt very weak. And I felt like I had no power. And I felt like I was like, who am I? And where am I? And how do I even exist in this world? And it was through witchcraft that helped me sort of like 
find that balance between the two and, and, to, and to realize and embrace that ego isn't necessarily bad. It can, it mm-hmm. can protect you. Absolutely. Um, but when you're in the moment of actually doing a spell or say, or in the moment of doing like a psychic reading, mm-hmm. you kind of really have to put that ego to the side. Yeah. Because in that moment, it's not about the story that you tell yourself. It's mm-hmm. about your connection to divine energy or to nature or Absolutely. however you de- define magical source and being a conduit for that um, energy. I feel like the only place that ego has in that moment is as kind of the energy source of intention. Totally. Like before, like, like kind of like as your ego probably plays a role in like creating, like if you're going to do a spell, let's say Mm -hmm. for example, when you're creating the spell, you need to kind of use ego because you have to think about like, what is it that I'm doing? Right. Exactly. But then, when you're in the moment of actually casting the spell, you that's, have to be. That's you, when you want to take ego to, and put it to the side. You have to let its working work, but you also have to have that assuredness of it will work. Right. Which can't come from <laughs> that. Can't come from an external source. You're not. You're most likely not going to hear voices be like, "Ah, yes." Everything you want is going to happen. It's like right. you have to manifest. You have to manifest. So, so you have to believe in yourself mm-hmm. enough to be able to do that. See, it's but you tricky. have to be able to put yourself aside enough <laughs> to let it happen. It's right. hard. In short, in short, <laughs> lots of lots of self work. Yeah, it's, it's. I think that's kind of the theme of the episode. Is it's like work on yourself. Totally. Whether and that's your space or your spell work or the things you work. Yeah, with. and cl- yeah, and keeping yourself clear mm-hmm. so that you're not in a reactive space. Exactly. You're in a meditative space. Exactly. So you're not reacting to everything around you. You're already prepared. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. So I think on that. I think, I think that's, on that's that note. I think on that note, folks. You've made it through another episode. Uh, just as a reminder, you can find us primarily on Instagram. Yes. At American Witch 13 and the Circle Cast. Yep. Melissa is at. Um, you can also find me, Melissa St. Hilaire. Um, that's a whole big mouthful. So just go to American Witch 13 and you'll find and us. And hit us up. If you really want to bug me specifically, which I love, uh, I'll be Rosard Magi. Again, you can find me through the Circle Cast. Um, thank you guys so much for listening if you enjoyed what you heard today don't forget to check us out on patreon there are a bunch of people there right now who get to see a fun video of this recording is just one of the many rewards we have available help us help you the more support we have the more that we can do guys yes and yes thank you to our 10 patrons we love you so much you guys are special (laughs) i have good ideas for you i want to oh so much yeah i have i have things i might want to mail out to you guys so Just keep an eye on things, everybody. (laughs) But for today. And with that, we close the circle. The Circle Cast.